0: and welcome back to Practice Makes Faithful. Uh, I'm Ben Patterson and we're joined today by Paul Hugermart.
1: Yeah good to be here Ben. How are are you doing?
0: I'm doing really good. Yeah man it is a good day. We are once again we are filming on a Sunday this week. A little different schedule for us. Yeah. And we are just on the other end of doing a incredible event here called One Voice Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Paul would you tell us what One Voice Atlanta is?
1: yeah so uh, we'll talk about this you'll see this a little bit more in the interview but one voice atlanta is a coming together of two congregations one here grace chapel predominantly uh, caucasian church Um, we do have some diversity Um, in boulder crest predominantly african-american church also some diversity there but but realizing that we do have predominant demographics or populations that that are here at our uh, respective churches so uh, we have brought these two churches together a number of times now uh, to express the unity, the oneness that we're supposed to have in Jesus Christ, um, certainly through worship, but also by the building of relationship. And so you'll, you'll hear a lot more about that as we go. We're just kind of introing things here yes. right now. Um, but, uh, but you'll hear a lot more of that in the conversation to come.
0: Yeah, man, I love that. So, yeah, at this event we had our had our service together, and then afterwards we were actually able to have a interview that I was mm-hmm. able to lead with Paul and the pastor at Church of Christ of Boulder, at Boulder at Bouldercrest, uh, Kelvin Teemer, and mm-hmm. we were able to have this conversation, kind of following up from that message, right. and a conversation really on pursuing unity, pursuing yeah. unity, racial reconciliation. It was it was really good. So we're excited that we actually get to feature that conversation today, and uh, we're going to let you y'all listen in on that in just a few minutes. But first off, let's just talk about kind of where we're starting here in October because we're starting this series called Witness and this event was all connected to that. So Paul, why don't you just tell us about this series Witness and then we'll talk a little bit about this week's message.
1: Yeah, so just, you know, we know as Christ followers, we're we're supposed to represent Jesus Mm -hmm. by the lives that we live. Now, we know that intellectually, but often in practice, we we fall short, and I think we'll always fall short, but it is supposed to be the target of our lives. That's what we're supposed to be aiming for. And so um, we are calling the series Witness, the the tagline is representing Jesus in everyday life, and that that we began today with looking at the fact that according to Jesus in John 17, one of the ways that we represent him, um, one of the ways that we declare our witness of him to this world, is through unity a perfect and complete unity is what jesus Mm -hmm. says that we're going to work toward that kind of unity so that the world will know that he really is who he says he is and that god actually loves us and them Mm -hmm. and so when we're missing that kind of unity john 17 and we'll talk about this more in the interview um what what does that say about us but let's not just focus on the negative let's go to the positive what if we could have that kind of unity Mm. Jesus says the world would know that we belong to Him, that we really are His disciples. That's back to uh, an earlier communication He had with Him in uh, in the Gospel of John. And so, you know, that's what we're looking to do. All throughout this month, we're going to be saying, here's what it looks like. Here's one area where we're called to represent Jesus in everyday life. We may not always do this so well, so let's see what the vision from Scripture is for how we would represent Jesus by just faithful living or by loving those who sometimes are unloved by the culture and society around us. What if we were that kind of people? What if we were the kind of people that came together in unity, regardless of cultural divides or sometimes racial divides or whatever would divide us? If we've got Christ to rally around, if we've got Jesus to rally around, to really be connected as his one body, what would that look like? So that's really the conversation that we have today, but that gives you a picture of the, the rest of the series and where we'll be going as well.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So yeah, and in this series too, it'll be it'll be really fun that we're gonna have some a, a guest community care come yep. in. We'll have um, so we already had Kelvin speak this Sunday, and then uh, a couple weeks over this month, we'll have our connections minister here, yep. Jim Beasley, will be speaking. So if all goes well, he'll be joining us on the podcast. So be uh, be looking out for that coming forward. But um, Paul, would you tell us? Just give us a little bit of a recap of what did uh, what did Kelvin talk to us about.
1: Yeah, so really the the John 17 message, how much rests upon our unity. And so really, I think the way he captured it is this, and I think we can simply recap it this way, that our oneness is a witness.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: So our oneness is a witness. Our lack of oneness can be a witness as well. But our oneness as a body of Christ is a witness to who Jesus is. And so, uh, so let's be one. Let's, uh, by that, declare to the world that He is who He is, He says He is,
0: that the Father really sent Him, and that the Father really, truly does love this world. Awesome. Awesome. So now we are ready to tune into Mm -hmm. that conversation. So uh, we're going to go ahead and let you all listen into that, and then we'll come back and wrap this up. All right, friends, as a few more folks make their way in, we are we are about to go ahead and get started with this time, with this conversation. Um, I am really excited that we get to do this. If we've not met yet, my name is Ben Patterson. Um, I am on staff here at Grace Chapel. I work with our youth ministry and lead our production team, a lot of the tech stuff and all that good stuff here. So, um... We are going to have this conversation with Paul and Kelvin, and we just want to have a chance to talk a little bit more about, about this, continue this conversation. This is a just amazing service. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. leading us in this, Kelvin. It's just clearly Holy Spirit was in this today. It was just a beautiful thing to see. Thank you. Um, at this gathering of uh, One Voice Atlanta, this is like this. Is our third time having one of these gatherings, we have. Uh, it's kind of grown steadily, right? Like I yeah, guess yep. what, it was summer twenty one, I think we did June. first one, June and then 21. we came to y'all's place. What bet was that in July of it was this? July past, summer. Yep. And our third time doing this gathering, in addition to those uh, prayer walks, we've been able to partner with y'all in has been. That's just been phenomenal. It's been. Such a, such a great thing. So, what I wanted to start with is just would y'all just explain, like, how, Kelvin, Paul,
2: how did, y'all, how did y'all meet? Like, how did this all get started? Well, we met, uh, I think, at a conference. Yeah. Yeah. Renewed. At yeah, the Renew Conference. It might have been New Day. It was New I think it was New Day Conference. You Maybe you're right about that. Yeah. We yeah. met at New Day Conference in, uh, in Murfreesboro. Okay. And a uh, conference that really helps churches uh, understand the disciple making movement that we all need to be engaged in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul and I struck up a conversation there. And then uh, we talked again, we were part of a learning community with renew.org training uh, uh, young, um, I guess young, (laughs) People are young, younger ministers on uh, disciple making movements and, and okay. how to really uh, uh, be a spark that mm-hmm. kind of ignites that. Uh, but one day during uh, the pandemic, uh, kind of the latter, mid to latter stages of the pandemic, we were, I was in my, uh, my study in my home and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm saying something's off, something's missing within the churches in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's Atlanta as diverse as it is, uh, we don't see any real multicultural churches <laughs> as, as diverse as, in, uh, as big as Atlanta is. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking as I was praying, well, who could I call? Who would get this? Who would understand this? Who could I call? And so I'm just—I open up, you know, my phone, and and I say, Paul. Hugs <laughs> a bit, a And because I had a spell wrong, by the way. Yeah, I, probably in your phone
1: it actually said Paul from Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I text <laughs> Paul. And I said, hey, man, I'm thinking about this, blah, blah, blah. And then at, at the very same time, Paul said, you know what I was thinking? I was yeah. thinking about that yeah. as well. And so then we just started talking and praying. Yeah. I think we prayed for like a week. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, It was yeah. something like, you, you go off, pray on it, and I'm going to go off and pray on it. And then we came back and kind of talked about it. And it just, it, it was moving toward, it, that might have been May that we had that conversation. And it was moving toward June and mm-hmm. Juneteenth was, yeah, uh, I think it was, right. yeah, it was, it was on a Saturday or something. 17th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like on a Saturday. And, and then we started talking about, well, how can we do something on that Sunday mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. That, would, that would kind of formulate around, I think you coined the phrase, one voice, Atlanta. Yeah. And, and then that's how, it, that's how it all got started. That's
0: incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it was a wild thing. I think, you know, it, it might have been while Kelvin was texting, I was sitting there writing a message, wanting to reach out the same the same way. I mean, it it, it was very much, you know, I think we said after that very much believe that it it was the Holy Spirit moving, moving us to the same thing at the same time, which, you know, I think, you know, there there can be times where you wonder, is the Holy Spirit doing something? But when he does the same thing at the same time with another person, (laughs) at that point, you start to say, okay, God is doing something here and moving us somewhere. So. We better say yes. Yeah, you, you, know, so we at, you know, so we spent that <laughs> right. time, that, that week, praying not about the yes, but about the how and the yeah, what. Yeah. So what what do you want us to do? And and out of that, then you know, a number of things, as you've already mentioned, uh, have come about: our gatherings together, uh, the dreaming, the visioning together, the walking through the streets of Atlanta, praying and ministering and serving together. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it it began with with God moving in us. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that when God moves in us, he does that so that he can turn around and move through us. And so, um, you know, that, that's, I think that's what's happened yep. in the last few years. So a real blessing.
0: Yep. I love that. So why why this, this event specifically? Why One Voice Atlanta? Why are churches coming together in this way?
2: It's, the t- it's time for it. Mm-hmm. It's past time yeah. Yeah. for it. Th- this is long, long overdue <laughs> where churches who are different in makeup and different in culture, uh, different in in how we do certain things it it 's time that we kind of join together and uh, mm-hmm. understand that we 're serving the same God that we 're underneath the same the same king yeah. the same lord and if we are going to be anywhere close to what Jesus envisions for the church, then we have to pay attention to this you know it's we, we we work so hard to to keep uh keep fellowship doctrinally. Um, but there there's there's some things in the Bible that are that are in addition to doctrine, this one voice, this right. unity, these things are have been I think ignored for far too long, and it's 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 time that this generation does something about that.
1: Yeah, I think too just the, the The acknowledgement, and and it it resonates so much anytime it's said, whether it be when a group of us like this comes together, or I'm sure when Kelvin just says it at Boulder Crest, or I say it here, something along these lines, if we look out at the world and we know the world is broken, it's a mess. You know, we see the hurting, we see, um, you know, we see just the fact that there's so much anger in the world, we see see racism, obviously, existing in our world, Um, things that just should not be, and we know that's true. We know these things should not be, they ought not be. But we also, when we open up the pages of Scripture, we see how things ought to be. And what, what Kelvin said this morning in the message, you know, I mean, I love that. I'm going to steal that. We ought to be some musty people. <laughs> um, you know, you're right. It's not a should. It is a must. It's not, well, we should do something like this. It's, and especially when God starts to work this in your heart, it becomes yeah. even more a must. We must do something something like this. We must come together. And then you see the scenes in Revelation 7 where not only is it um, a supplement, in a sense, to the Great Commission, it's the, it's the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So, go into all nations, make disciples. Oh, and look, here's these disciples of all nations in Revelation chapter 7. But then you see the vision that, that is, that's not just a then thing, that's a now thing. Yeah. And so I think we we became we were filled with this burden for the now that the now reflected the then. And so it was really, I think it's the Revelation 7 scene, what you see there is, yes, very different people who do different things, who may have different personalities, who come from different places, who have different cultural backgrounds, but you watch what they do. They all come together, and when, they're, when they see God... They all do the same thing. You know, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of that. I mean, it's, it's not so different from the scene in Isaiah 7 when all he can do when he stands before God, the differences are still there, but their eyes are on him. You know, so we are the people who, yes, we've got differences, but if we're all the peop- also the people who are fixing our eyes on Jesus, who's the author, perfecter of our faith, this journey that we're on, then... The faces that hold the eyes may look different, but the eyes are all pointed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's not hard to come together at that point in time. And, and we still have differences of opinions and thoughts and other things like that. I'm sure that's true. But we are the same Lord people. Yeah. The one baptism people. Yeah. The one faith people. That's us. And yeah. so I think that was r- really, when we were asking the what, the what was, let's just come together and worship God because yeah. that's what we're going to do forever. That's right. So let's come together and worship him.
2: That's right. You know, we have, this, we have this goal to be supremely biblical. And to be supremely biblical means that you have to pay attention to this,
1: hmm. this
2: what we're talking about, this unity. Yeah. It's, it's throughout Paul's epistles to these Gentile churches who, are, who have a Jewish population and a Gentile population. You got to get this together. It's, it's there throughout Scripture. And if we're going to be supremely biblical, we got to do this. Yeah, that's right. I love that.
0: So y'all have already both touched on this a little bit, but I guess my question would be, why is this, this call to unity, to reconciliation, why is this uniquely a responsibility of the church? Like, Why, why the church? Why not the government? Why not other organizations? Mm. Why, not? Like, why is this something that we as Christians need to be pioneering?
2: The church, the beauty of the church. Uh, this this word, this this ecclesia that we see biblically. When you look at that word ecclesia, um, we we traditionally teach that it means kind of a called out assembly, and it is that. Mm-hmm. But in the time that Jesus used that word, when he when he said, "Upon this rock I build my ecclesia," uh, at the time he used that word, the word had a had a different meaning. It was an assembly, but it was an assembly of people with a kingdom responsibility. Mm -hmm. They gave the ecclesias of the day, they were an assembly of people who even would confer the right to vote for certain folks. Mm -hmm. So they had these ruling powers. So they were to be people who were out front. They, They had a kingdom responsibility. So you ask, like, why the church? The church has a kingdom responsibility. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of many nations. It's a kingdom of all peoples, people groups. And so the church, as the representatives of the kingdom of God, we are to be the people, we are to be the standard bearers, we are to be the folks that are showing other folks How to live within the grand kingdom of God. And living within Mm -hmm. the grand kingdom of God says we got to live together in this grand kingdom. And so the church is to be the influence to the government. And the church is to be the influence to society. And so what that means is if the church is not doing it, society has no vision. Mm -hmm. If the church isn't doing it, society, they have no picture of what it is to be like. God intended it to be this way. So I think that's the answer to the question, at least from my perspective, of why the church.
1: Yeah, if you think too about Jesus' words about salt and light, which is really what you're getting to, I mean, think about the idea that if salt loses its saltiness, it's no longer good for anything but to be trampled underfoot, right? So it's, it's worthless. But we, as, we as the church are supposed to be salt that brings seasoning and flavor and the yeah. right kind of flavor into the world in which we live. The same idea with light. We don't take light and we hide it under a basket, Jesus says. And the reality is, one of the ways, I mean, that's why we have this idea of witness as our theme this month, is that we are called to represent Jesus in everyday life. Well, one of the ways he says, again, with your message this morning, that we represent him in everyday life is by being a unified people. Mm -hmm. I think when the church is divided and separated what we end up doing is we end up taking that light and we put a basket over it. Yeah. I mean, it's one, one of the ways we're actually hiding the light of Jesus that we're supposed to be representing um, as we go throughout living our lives. But if there was a community where people were united together in a way that was truly supernatural, as you yeah. mentioned this morning, truly supernatural, what we would see is the world taking notice. Yeah. As that man did driving down the street that day, hey, what is going on here? Because this looks different. Mm -hmm. Well, church, we know this is true. And we say it, I'm sure you say it too. If if we want to make a difference in this world, or if we want to make the world different, but we're not going to be different than the world, then how in the world do we think we're going to make this world different? Mm -hmm. So we have to be different to make a difference. That's what the church is called to be, a different kind of people. Mm -hmm. And out of that, we make this world different. Well, one of the ways we're called to be different, and Jesus, I mean, it was the last thing he prayed for, And the one thing we know he prayed specifically about us for is that we would be one so that the world would know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Really good. So uh, you, you alluded to this idea of witness. And we're kicking off this series here at Grace Chapel, Witness, um, and you know, that central idea of representing Jesus. So how does oneness, how does this unity uniquely represent him. You already shared that one just incredible story. Maybe if y'all have mm-hmm. any others you add on to that, but like how is it that our that our unity is supposed to represent Jesus?
2: Well it represents him because that's that's who he is. You know the Godhead is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I I believe that this is kind of really what Jesus is, is getting at. The the I in in you and mm-hmm. you in me, and me and we in them if the world is actually going to be able to see the unity of Father, Son, Spirit, and that's, that's powerful unity. Mm-hmm. Father's, that's life-changing unity. And if the world is going to see that, I've put kingdom representatives on earth for them to see it. And so that means that we have to do more of this and then we have to do more of this outside of, of this arena. Yeah. Um, we have to Pour into each other's lives yep. and, and work through the, the difficult moments that will naturally ar- arise. Now, yeah. we, we've, we've sung our songs and we've, we've prayed and, and we've uh, had Lord's Supper together and heard preaching. But this is the easy part. The, the hard part is anything outside of, of this, yep. you know. And, mm-hmm. But we have to be able to embrace that, mm-hmm. okay. speak through that, work through that maintain that unity, you know? We have to work to keep this unity of the Spirit in the yeah. bond of peace. Uh, and so, I, I think we just, we have to do more and more and more of this.
1: Yeah, yeah you know, one of the things here at Grace Chapel, we're, we're not a big fan of events unless those events are a catalyst to something, right? And so, unless that event helps us move the ball forward on something, then then it was just an event it was yeah. just something we did so i think our hope has been from the beginning that by reflecting and living into the revelation 7 vision that that would be a catalyst to actually living the revelation yeah. 7 vision right to to it not just being something we did at an event but being something that starts to invade the space of our lives and you know it's it's been so encouraging and i just i want to say thank you to you all who come and share with us the stories about how you're building relationships outside of and because of our time connecting here. That's incredibly uplifting to me. And I know we have a relationship and, you know, it's wonderful to start to know some of the Boulder Crest folks by name and to connect that way. And I know for you, the Grace Chapel folks, the same way. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And, And what happens when you start to know somebody's name is you start to build a relationship with them and there's a connection and then you start to have conversations because of that relationship and wild things, you start to find out, man, we're actually, the truth of it is, we're actually a lot more alike than we are different, yeah. you know, so we might focus on some of the differences, but a lot of those differences, while they are deeper than surface level, we start to find out that beneath the surface, the more we dig, the more we find out, man, we're so much alike. Yeah. And we're alike in so many of the really good ways of being alike. And so, um, so that's a joy to get to experience that and to see those things happen, those relationships come together, and just to, you know, as we walk downtown Atlanta, sometimes I I will slide to the back every now and then just to watch, and just to see the conversations happening. I mean, it it's so exciting to me to see the bonds being built because I know it's the bonds that we built that build out of the catalysts of the time we're spending together are those events that we hope are catalytic that actually are going to lead to what's next. Yeah. And what's next is the same thing as how, you know, how this got started is the question of, okay, God, I'm, I'm trying to listen to you. Tell me, tell me what, what needs to come out of this. Yeah. Tell me what needs to be next. And we allow the Holy Spirit to continue to lead in that. You know, real quick, I'll say, and, and you, you alluded to this, we, uh, we have in this county a messy history as messy is not even the right word for it a shameful um, heartbreaking history um, if you dig a little bit deeper here to find out about how we've handled race relations between white folks and black folks Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's been some unbelievable things that have happened here and if you read some of the history you actually find out that it was People who were calling themselves Christians at times who were doing some of those things. Um, I don't want to sit in a seat of judgment upon people in history, although, man, I kind of do (laughs) Um, right now. So I'm going to let God be there. But I need to be where God wants me to be. And so what's the story of our county? For us and for Scythe County, what's the story of our county led by Christians going forward? That was the story that people who call themselves Christians may be told at one point in time. We can't undo that story, but what is the new story that we tell and the right story yeah. that we tell? And so, amen. And so that is why this is so important. Yeah. And I realize in some of our, you know, I mean... We've had some of our African-American folks here at Grace Chapel tell me, do you know what it means for people who don't share your skin color to drive to Forsyth County and what that might feel like even? One, thank you for your step of courage to do that. But I wanna say thanks to, to Grace Chapel, a predominantly Caucasian church, for saying that's not our story going forward. Because what we see right here is our story. Because we know it's the vision that Jesus had for his church. Yeah. So that's the, one, that's the kind of people we want to be. We know we can't undo the past. I, I don't know unless, where's, a, where's Henderson at? He's probably going to invent a time machine at some point in time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we will be able to. Um, but we can't undo the past, but we can live into God's future. Yeah. And that's what we need to do.
2: The, the important thing about writing that, that that new story that that can't be emphasized enough. That's mm. important. Um, you know, it's you you spoke about the, the history of, of Forsyth County, and some of us weren't necessarily in Georgia, maybe not even alive. You know, when when these types of things happen, but it, it's it's mentally hard for a lot of folks to cross that. That county line, mm. you know, it's 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 just hard, you know. And in, in speaking to some folks, you know, at at, at Bouldercrest, it was it, conversing with them. I, I realized, okay, but this is this is this is not an easy thing. This is mm. this this means something. Uh, I, there are some things that I have to uh, get over. There's some things I have to put on the shelf. There's some some things I have to kind of walk through in in order to do that. And those things don't just happen overnight, you know, but through a continued investment in one another, yeah. I, I think that we can, we can uh, build bridges where no bridge has existed. Uh, and, it, and it's not because no one wanted it to exist necessarily, it's just because it wasn't there. No one had built it. And so we have to build that bridge, and we have Amen. to continue to fortify that bridge and, and walk across that bridge. And when we are able to see some of the, the commonalities between one another, I think we see God in that. We see, okay, we are one people made by this one God. You ask for a story, and this is, this is a silly story, but mm. it's a story nonetheless. When we were, uh, one, one, uh, one weekend when we were down downtown, I think it was the first time you all walked with us, there was a group of ladies across the street. And someone needed to ask a question. And so we had an idea of who would have this answer. And so we yelled out, hey, Don. Dawn.
1: Yeah. Don's
2: in here, I think. Where are you at, Don? Yeah, there's Don. Yeah, we
1: got, we got we both, both Don's that were there. And so yes.
2: both of them were together, and they answered at the same time. And so they started coming you know, to us. You no, know, we I meant this Don. I didn't, I didn't mean that Don. I meant this Don. But these dawns were similar. They had the same information that we were looking for. They had the same names. And so when you start peeling back the layers, mm-hmm. you start seeing the similarities in us. And only one God could make any of that, that possible. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're able to see not, not so much the person, you're able to see the God in the person. Yeah. And, and that's what's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. one of the things you mentioned in that Kelvin was that today this is, this is the easy part of just of gathering together meeting together having events like this and it's something I think we certainly hope to keep doing as we move forward as churches definitely want to keep doing that but I guess what does this look like for us when we leave these doors what does it look like for us to pursue unity to pursue reconciliation in our own lives like maybe mm-hmm. if, if you all have any examples of
2: what that, what that could look like for us well, one, I think it starts with intent. Like we have to leave with the intent to continue re- building relationships one with another. So if it's in our head that, okay, that was good, that that was a good event, then uh, we're, we're approaching it as something that someone else is going to plan and then I'll, t- I'll participate in it when they plan it. Right. But if it's intentional, okay, what am I going to do about this? I understand that this is an issue. I understand that if I don't do something, it will remain an issue. And if it remains an issue, I'm not really being fully obedient to what the Lord has asked me to do. So I think number one, it starts with, everyone walks out, I, got, I need to do this. I'm not, I might not even be sure how I'm gonna do it. Like we weren't sure mm. how this would even <laughs> take place. So, I, but I want it to take place. And so then I think it rolls into, okay, I need to spend some time in prayer to my father about this. Because uh, if you do some in, uh, introspection, you mm-hmm. might find, you know what, I got some walls built up around my heart. Like I think it's a good idea, but I don't know if I'm really ready to, to do that. And, and so I'm going to get close, yeah. but I'm not going to get that close we might find that that's actually there. And so we need to spend time with God, asking him to remove anything that's in our lives, that's around our hearts, that would prevent that type of relationship from taking place. So I think, you know, for me, it starts with those two things. It's it's, it's It starts with, I know I need to do something. I don't know what to do, I need to pray to God to ask him to show me what to do and ask Mm -hmm. him to reveal and to remove the things that are in my heart, in my mind, in my life, my own prejudices that would prevent me from achieving that type of unity that he's asking me to do. That's good.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy too, and I, I'm not saying this to be critical of anybody when I say this, but it's easy to be at a place where we walk away from something like today and we say something like this, I'm so happy that I'm a part of a church that does things like that. Mm-hmm. That's good, it's fine, but there is a much better thing. And and let me, uh, we kind of have this little bit of a sickness in the church at times, and, and we all struggle with this to some degree. And, and honestly, as ministers, it's sometimes Our fault that this is the kind of church culture that we have experienced in North America for the most part. But, you know, Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is talking about all the different types of leaders that Jesus himself gave to the church to equip the saints for the works of ministry. Yeah. What sometimes has happened in the church is if we, we have equipped the saints to watch the ministers do the works, right? Yeah. And so we walk out and we feel like, and we feel good too because, I mean, honestly, sometimes we've been kind of addicted to the stage and being in front of people and, and feeling good about, hey, everybody's listening to us, but we're supposed to be not putting people in a place to listen, but we're supposed to help equip people to go and do yeah. and be. And so this is one of those places where Yes, I want you to feel good about being part of a church who does this kind of things. But I want you to lean into personally being the person who embraces this kind of thing in your life,
2: right? So that's the
1: intent that Kelvin is talking about, and we talk a lot about, you know, here at Grace Chapel about the fact that discipleship is an intentional pursuit. Making disciples is an intentional pursuit. If you think that you're going to make a disciple on accident or it's just going to happen because you're a wonderful person, discipleship and disciple making requires intent. The kind of things we're discussing today, they don't just happen because we're good people either. You may be a nice person, but are you setting it as a target in your life to say, no, I am going to be a part of the way forward as it relates to racial unity, reconciliation, harmony, the kind of oneness that Jesus has in mind for His church. I mean, that, we're, we're not putting this on the target that a government or a government leader or anybody else has set. We're putting it on the target that our King has set for us, which is oneness, which is unity so that the world will know And so the question is, for every one of us, God, what is it that I'm being called to do individually so that I'm not just part of a church that does these kind of things, but so that my life is characterized by these kind of actions myself? So I think that's, I I think, you know, we could give specific examples, but I think it's it's good to give a personal challenge so that each of us walks out of here saying, what am I going to do about that? Yeah
0: love to add something to that, too, is, um, you know, we just spent, here at Grace Chapel. we just spent two months talking about repentance. Yeah. And I, mean, I think it's possible that that could be an application for some of us. There may be some prejudices that we have that we need to repent of as we're able to move forward. We talk a lot about the, the history in our county, I think, of as well. And I think maybe for some of us, if, I, I just think... As a white guy, I didn't know that for quite a while, and I had to intentionally look into that and read some of these stories that were as hard, it's frankly very difficult to go into. And for some of us, I would just challenge you to do that if you haven't looked into that, to understand kind of where we're coming from, and then as we point to where we're going forward. Um, and that's been, that's been radical in my life, as I've just taken time to learn to listen. Um, but that'd be another thing I might challenge y'all in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think one thing too is is you know, we we had a time of fellowship very intentionally. And it was with the hope that we would build some relationships and connections. You know, I, I would love if you didn't hadn't had the chance to build a connection with somebody that you did not know before today, that you might take that step out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone before you leave this building today mm-hmm. and make that connection. And maybe make it a, the type of connection that actually leads to something outside of here with that type of intent and purpose. Exchange phone numbers with somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, find somebody and ask them, hey, can I, can I pray for you mm-hmm. about something specifically? And then maybe have your phone number and just text back and forth with you and follow up with you about that and see what happens. I mean, it's amazing what happens when two people pray for each other. Yeah, yeah. Amazing what can happen out of that. And, and there's some vulnerability in that moment, too, where you say, here's where I need prayers. But then there's an incredible bond of spirit led friendship that comes out of knowing that someone else is praying for you as well. So maybe that is just a very, another very Christ centered act to pray for others. Well, it's an investment, that way. It's an it's investment. An investment. Yeah. in their
2: life. Yeah. And you want to understand how God has blessed them through yeah. your prayers. And, and they want to know the very same thing. So I think that's a, that's a great, great kind of entry-level type yeah. thing that all of us, all of us can do.
1: Yeah, amen.
2: Well, thank you guys so much for sharing in this. It's been,
0: hopefully it's been a helpful conversation for y'all, and it's been helpful for me to hear this, just get to process this with y'all. Um, we are on borrowed time now, but <laughs> just as we close, do y'all have any, just any
2: closing comments as we wrap this up? Keep it going. You know, let's just let's let's keep yeah. this going. Um, you know, we want this, and if you have ideas of how this can spread, because we want it to grow beyond Boulder Crest and yeah. Grace Chapel. We, yeah. we we want truly one voice Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Uh, amen. Yeah. Amen. And 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 pray for that effort. Continue to pray for that. Make that part of your daily prayers, that, that God would just be in this and that he would stay in this and that no, none of us would receive any glory for it, that he would receive all the glory for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can add anything to that. Um, that's, exactly, that's exactly where it is. May God get the glory um, and may people see Jesus in us because of our unity, our oneness.
0: Amen. And Kelvin, would you just pray over us as we close? Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
2: Lord, we thank you for this day. Father, it was good for all of us to be here. Yes. To experience this. Only you could have done this. Mm. Only you could have brought this about. Father, we have seen your Holy Spirit in this from the very beginning. And as this continues to grow and develop, Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to make his presence known. Father, that the world might be able to see what you intend for them to see. Mm-hmm. Father, let our unity be a witness, a witness to the world that Jesus has come from you and that you love us. Might they see this supernatural unity? Father, might we be intentional with all the things in which we've heard? and which you stirred up in our hearts today. Father, allow us to pour into each other's lives. Father God, allow us to be blessed by the friendships, the brotherhood, the sisterhood that is established amongst us today.
0: Mm-hmm. Father,
2: let it let it spark a fire, a fire that burns within the hearts of other congregations. Father God, that we might all be able to come together as one, in one voice, Mm -hmm. throughout this city, praising Mm -hmm. you, praising our great Redeemer. And let us enjoy that time. Let us enjoy that time here on earth before we get to heaven. Yes. I know we're going to enjoy it there, but dear God, help us to enjoy it here. Mm -hmm. Lord God, might you be with us, might you keep us, might you bless us, Mm. might you protect us until we all can meet again for those who are Traveling a great distance, dear God, might you provide grace and mercy as we travel back mm-hmm. uh, to various sides of Atlanta. Dear God, hold our hand, help us to hold on to yours. Forgive us of any sins, forgive us of any wrongdoings, forgive us of any things that are in our hearts that we don't even quite know about yet. Mm-hmm. Reveal those things to us if they're standing in the way of the unity that you desire. Father God, and that this world deserves to see. Yes. Bless us and keep us. In the name mm-hmm. of King Jesus, we pray. We say, amen. 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 Amen.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you all next time. God bless you. Well, we hope that y'all were as encouraged by that conversation as I know we were. Yeah. Um, it was both challenging and uh, and encouraging as we yeah. move forward. Uh, Paul, do you have any any just closing comments, kind of as you reflect on that as we yeah. wrap it up? Well, I mean, the podcast is called "Practice Makes Faithful," right?
1: Um, and so, you know, our our hope, our desire. Um, and our goal really every, every week is to, to say, here, go take this and put this into practice. And that will lead you one step closer to really embodying that kind of faithfulness, mm-hmm. um, obedience, uh, what it really looks like to follow Jesus as a disciple of Jesus. And so um, I know you've heard some things listening, whether you, know, whether you were here with us live at Grace Chapel uh, on Sunday morning and just re listening to this now as part of the podcast. Um, or whether you are listening to this and you're not connected with Grace Chapel, and we know we have a number of you who uh, sometimes send us comments, let us know that you're watching, listening, um, that are, and you're not connected with us here. Um, I, I hope that some of the things we talked about, whether you live in Forsyth County, Georgia or not, moved you to say, okay, I've got to take some action on this. I've got to find somebody to connect with. I've got to take the next step forward in faithfulness so that the body of Christ Again, so that the oneness of the body of Christ can be a witness to the reality and the truth of Jesus Christ. And so, um, as always, our challenge is to put into practice what you've heard so that you will live faithfully as
0: as you follow Jesus Christ as his disciple. Love that. Awesome. Well... Thank you, Paul. Thank you again to Kelvin yes. for sharing this message this week, for leading us in this conversation. It's been so encouraging. We do hope, once again, I mean, as always, we hope that you'll go back, listen to that message. If you haven't mm-hmm. yet, you can check out our Grace Chapel Sermon Audio podcast and uh, check that out as well. We'd love for you to listen to that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Thank you all, as always, for joining us. Please tune back in next week as we continue this series on Witness. We'll start with part two. Jim Beasley sharing that message. It's going to be great. So yeah. we look forward to seeing see you all again next week.
1: Yeah. God bless you. We'll see you then.